So there's two FBI agents. There's the main girl, Maria, who's the switched at birth. And then there's her partner, Don Lopez, who's kind of like, a, you know, he's sort of like, um, what's his name from Breaking Bad, uh, Hank's partner. He's kind of this like uh, swarthy cop. And what, it's funny that every time these two hear music, they start fucking. Like it's a weird thing that happens multiple times in the book that whenever the two agents Wait, there's like- there's sex scenes yeah, in this book? No, no, there's not sex scenes. You'll, as you'll see, it's like very glossed over, but it's like she goes out of her way that like anytime these two FBI agents are together and they hear music, they both like get caught up in the spirit of it and end up like <laughs> making out and shit. Like, it happens like multiple times throughout the book. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's an example of oh, that. The magic of love, man. Lopez and I had arrived at our hotel. I applied makeup and got out of my black clothing and into a champagne-colored backless dress with a high ruffled slit and adjustable crossback straps. I slipped on a pair of black satin lace-up salsa dance shoes. Lopez put on a black-collared long-sleeve ballroom top. We arrived at the club. Okay, so they're doing undercover on this club that they just that I just mentioned in the last passage. That they know they know one of the lieutenants of the cartel or whatever the whoever one of the bad guys is at. We arrived at the club by 10 p.m. Santos, that's the guy they're chasing, and his group had plans to arrive around 11 p.m. Once inside, we were seated. We ordered the carne asada, barbecue. The club was festive, decorated with pictures of parrots and monkeys on the walls. See, they're always spotting gritters. The band played a large variety of music, both Spanish and English. An hour after we arrived, Santos' crew pulled up in their army of tricked-out black Cadillac Escalades. Parking was reserved for them. Dressed in a typical narco outfits of snakeskin boots, blue jeans, silk shirts, belt buckles with marijuana leaves or machine guns, and their lucky Jesus Malverde necklaces, the narco's patron saint, they entered the club. The night's events must have spooked Santos because he ordered rounds of tequila for everyone and kept them coming. Maybe that was par for the course. After several shots, they did lines of coke and meth off the table, followed by handfuls of blue pills. Oh my god, that escalated fast. Viagra. The narco culture was. I'm doing harder and harder drugs with my, with my homies until I blast Viagra. Just blast. Handling <laughs> on coke and meth and marijuana and I alcohol. Time to blast some Viagra to have a boner on top of all of it. I'd like to remind the listener that we are approximately 45% through the book. Yeah. Well, I fucking hate it, Jake. All right, you don't love it a little bit? No. You got a good got a couple chuckles at least. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, you end up Travis, dumber for listening to it. Travis looks like he's being it's terrible. I'm, I'm so sorry, you guys. The narco culture was one of machismo. Eres mas bonito cuando estás silencio. You're prettier when you're quiet. Mm -hmm. Big guns, macho attitudes, fast cars, and lots of women who knew their place. Lopez and I got up to dance. Lopez changed personas once he hits the dance floor. As he touched me, I tingled all over. Gone was the gunfighter, replaced by a man who let it roam. His spirit had taken over, so I grabbed my camera to catch him in action. After I took a snapshot, he walked over and kissed me. He held my face between his hands, and time had stopped. And then, La Danza del Petrolero by Los Wemblers de Inquitos came on. Wait, what? The passion of the moment caught up with us. Our creative spirit heated up. My hips undulated as the electric instruments kicked in, and I showed off my attributes while Lopez vied for my attention. The showed off my attributes? 
the next song to play was the next songs to play was Chirando de Chirando and he sh- and he showed off his moves. I want to go to the club to show off my attributes. We sat down for a few minutes after dancing. Something had changed between us over the last 24 hours. By the way, this isn't built up or foreshadowed to at all. When at I all. started reading Just this, I, it was totally out of nowhere. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe that they're she's... They're fucking now. Yeah, they're fucking now all of a sudden. Um, Beautiful stuff. I had found my perfect dance partner, and a man who could do the forbidden dance was sexy. Santos and his girlfriend twisted to the music, and so did his bodyguards. Sweat covered, he wiped at his face with his shirt sleeve. After dancing, he sat down and freebased cocaine. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 this writing rules. I fucking love it, dude. Sent- Santos would stay until closing. <laughs> the Blood Dance Club was filled to capacity, so a takedown would be tricky. While Santos was killing his brain cell, Lopez and I got back on the dance floor until closing time. Santos was leaving. Getting into a gunfight with Santos and his bodyguards wasn't a possibility. Meth made people mean, crazy, and paranoid. We didn't need a bunch of cartel guys jacked up on meth and armed with automatic weapons to open up in downtown Lima. I texted Commander Alvarez and said, They are headed out right now. Showtime, said Commander Alvarez to his men. The first one out was Santos. He stumbled, but one of his bodyguards held him up. On his other side was his near comatose silicone whore, they all loaded into the what? Escalades. What? As soon as they got in the car and began Near sexual engagement. Silicone whore? They listen again to this sentence. They all loaded into the Escalades. As soon as they got in the cars and began sexual engagement, Commander Alvarez's commandos cleared the area and set off the car bombs that we didn't know anything about. What? Wait, sexual engagement sexual? somehow uh, the filthiest phrase. Sexual. She could, she could have been cho- chosen there. Just wait, guys. This passage is fucking. Wow, crazy. I like, want to claw my face <laughs> off. I want to die. This next passage is insane. It was carne asada. Santos was dead, and so were 30 of his bodyguards and their ladies of the night. Lopez and I heard the loud explosion. She just described a, a, an explosion of, of human beings, killing human beings as carne asada. Uh-huh. She does it a couple more times. Carne asada. Lopez and I heard the loud explosions like everyone else in the club and ran out to see what happened. Commander Alvarez had said to us earlier, This is our operation. It's our heads if any civilians get killed in our city. Lopez and I had no choice but to trust them. In Peru, you took care of the job and didn't worry about the niceties as long as civilians that mattered didn't get killed. And none did. Like I said, no stakes in the book at any time. Any anything, Anytime they need something to happen, it does. When you need it not to happen, it doesn't. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Lopez said, And they didn't need my six-shooter for this either. I high-fived him. Maybe we would get the case wrapped up quicker than we thought. I called my boss to give him the news. Director, the Peruvian commandos just gave Santos, his bodyguards, and his girlfriend a carne asada funeral in their fancy Escalade. We need CSIs down here to help with the DNA case. We have to prove he was in there. Fancy barbecue, said Director Slomi. Yes, without the KC masterpiece. Brutal, but effective and no lawyers. I'd say a pretty good night with no civilian casualties. Good riddance. Agreed. It was where the it was rare that we agreed on anything, but I was too amped up to heed the warning. I placed a quick call to Laura. Laura, it might be worth it for you to come out here, and I filled her in. I'll book my flight now. On another subject, 
agent. This is now Laura talking, but they don't tell you. They don't. T- they don't transition and tell you and tell you who's talking. I you have to figure it out as the reader yourself. So Laura says. I'll book my flight now. On another subject, Agent Lehman asked me to look into Brunk since she was told, hands off. This is another agent who's named Brunk Fieldston, whatever. Brunk. His name is Brunk. His it's name's like, like Jeff yeah, Brunk. Sorry, I, I think Brock Hard Muscles. Yeah. No, too. I yeah, this, can't yeah, do this anymore. Yeah, sorry. And why does every episode have someone with a name like Brunk? <laughs> or Creflo Dollar or something. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't... Dude, can you imagine being like 50 pay- like halfway last, through the last book? Last episode we had Joab. Joab. <laughs> and now we have Brunk. Brunk. You're right. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> you have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. (laughs) 